close to everybody. How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Brought to MSOT Rocks, Recommend to Thrive. Hey, guys. This is another great episode that we got coming your way. And I'm not going to lie. You guys are going to enjoy it. It's with a band we've had on before. We did their first ever podcast with them. And it's been over a year. It's about time to bring them back. Before we get started, though, I want to thank our sponsors. First off, Phoenix Fitness. Yeah, I've had them as sponsored for a while, and you guys know me, concerts, mosh pits, they're my thing. I do not want to leave them, so I got to make sure I have the energy and the stamina to go and do that. Also, I got to make sure I have the strength to, you know, push people around in the pits because, well, I don't want to be flying all over the place. So I hit the gym, cardio, weightlifting, that is my game. But I got to be able to recover, right? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free, BCW recovery compounds, proteins, creatines multivitamins, anything you need to achieve your fitness goals and to make sure, you know, your stamina is all the way up there. Boom, Phoenix Fitness has you covered. Our listeners get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout, fxfit.com, link description of the podcast. Also want to thank Custom Debuts for sponsoring this podcast as well. Custom Debuts creates these different styles of posters for whatever band, whatever album you want. And what you do is you tell them what band, you tell them what album you want. You tell them what if you want on like museum grade paper, if you want it on like a wood frame, if you want it on canvas, or if you want it on like an aluminum or like metal print. What they will do is, is they will take the artist, they'll take the album, whatever it is, or the song, whatever it is, and they will make this certain poster for you with an album artwork track listing or like a vinyl with their lyrics in it, whatever it might be, whatever you want, they will send you a proof of what it is and you can make as many edits as you want. And then when you give them the good go ahead, they will print it for you and send it your way. So if you want to do that, check out Custom Debuts, link description below the podcast as well. Use the code CPP10 to get 10% off your entire order. So thank you, Custom Debuts, for being a sponsor of the podcast. Now, this band I was talking about, I had them back on in, I want to say, September of 2020. The band is called To Begin A New Out of North Carolina. And it's been over a year since we've had the podcast. And I get to see him play live at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I got to pay up my first rounds on me deal to Cody. And I'm like, you know what? Let's bring him back on the podcast. We talk a lot about what they're currently up to, how their year went with all the different live shows they played, uh, their new music that's going to be coming out in 2022 that they're working on right now, and the tight-knit North Carolina scene. You also heard us talk about that with Hollow Intent, Seasons, and Dying Oath as well. And we're just going to keep bringing them on even more with different bands from that North Carolina scene because all those bands are absolutely incredible to have on. But this time around, it's back to begin anew. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. One thing you've been seeing recently has been that, like, Virginia, Eastern North Carolina scene. We've been featuring a lot of those bands on the podcast lately. We've had bands like Dying Oath. We've had Seasons back on. We've recently had Hollow Intent on as well. And well, back in about like September of last year, I got to interview a band from that scene as well. And I get to see them play live at Blue Ridge. And I mean, it was it was impossible for me to go against my own mindset and be like, okay, I don't want the no no I want these guys back in the podcast so bing bang boom here they are so please welcome back the guys from the band to begin anew so guys welcome back hey. what's up what's going on guys how's life been going out there in uh, North Carolina you know in this day and age that we are living in it has been uh this year has been very busy for us uh, we've actually been been pretty wide open since last time we talked to you 
Um, like you mentioned, Blue Ridge, we've had a couple other uh, festivals that's come up that we've played. and uh, This is the year we first started playing shows. Yeah, this is, this is the year that we actually got off the ground and got able to actually play some shows. Uh, we've, we've got some pretty cool shows underneath our belt. We've opened up for some uh, some pretty uh, well-named bands. Um, it's 2021's been been off to a bang for us. Blessed. We can call 2021 the 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 first year of to begin anew. I'm not going to say the year of to begin anew because that just seems like you know this would be the biggest year ever. No, no, no. This is like the first year of to begin anew. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, like, what other shows have you guys played outside of the Blue Ridge? Like, where you've opened for some of those incredible bands that you've talked about, just so that everyone gets to know, you know, what bands you guys have been able to open up for. Um, I'll probably get Shane to help me on some of these because we 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 like I said we have been busy. Um, we opened up with uh, Adelina's mm-hmm. Way. We've played with them a few times. Adelina's Way, yeah. Um, we Fuel. just we just recently one of the last shows. It might have actually been the last show we played. Fuel. We had a uh, we had a show at Cherry Point Marine Base, uh, which is about an hour and a half away from here. Um, it was an event where Fuel. Everybody knows who Fuel is. They were playing. We got offered to to come in and open up for them. Um, so we got to play a really cool show on base with Fuel. That was that was a highlight. Non-point, um, non-point, yeah. a few weeks back. Dropout so Kings. There's, there's, there's been a lot, man. We've, we've been wide open, and I know that's probably not even half Tantric of them. Too. Tantric, yeah. Tantric was actually our, our first show as a full band back. No, we was, played with Faith and Stars for our full sh- they, first show. They were on that same bill. Were they? they? No, yeah. they weren't on that bill. Okay, yeah, they were. Well, that, was, that was that was May. Playing too much, we, we can't even remember our shows. <laughs> Hey, that's a good thing, though, especially after the last year. If you're playing so much that you can't remember all the shows you guys are playing, that is – that's a good problem to have, not going to lie. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're forever grateful. Um, by the way, Kevin, since last time we talked, we've actually got a new guitar player. Um, oh, he was I think Blue he, Ridge. I met him at Blue Ridge. Yeah, we met at Blue Ridge, but for the people watching now, compared to our last interview, um, Mr. Chris Vance is joined the band. He yes, is fucking amazing. Yeah, so you saw. You saw. (laughs) Yeah, I saw. So because Chris is, you know, new to the band, I'm gonna have to ask Chris to introduce himself with the three questions I like to ask everybody. So, Chris, first question is, what is your name? Second question is, when it comes to beginning new, what do you do in the band? The third question is, I want to know some like fun, wacky, crazy factor story that you have that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair, hit my head on my table, and give myself my ninth concussion ever. I will give you a couple examples I heard to kind of get the ball rolling because one of them does involve a band that is, I know you guys probably know it because they're from the exact, you know, area that you guys are. One story I've heard since I've had guys in the podcast has been, there was a band from Florida where they chloroformed their lead singer. They dragged him to a beach in Florida and they buried him halfway in the sand. They like put a bunch of like ketchup around to make it look like his legs got bitten off by a shark when he came to. One of my favorites comes from the band Waking Terra. So I know you guys know them. Um, I the first story you're talking about, I watched that one. That was terrible. Shame on Zach for doing that. That was awful. But it's funny <laughs> as hell to tell with the, with the uh, you know, you got to go to the bathroom and you just relieve yourself in a cup. Out, and, you know, you throw it out the window only for the w- cup to come into the back window because it's still open and to give the drummer a literal golden shower. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see what else is there. Because there's uh, another, I think one of the funniest ones I've ever heard. <laughs> I think one of the funniest I've ever heard was with this band called Empty. They were driving from Atlanta to uh, Miami. Their van broke down, so they bought they got a box truck and they attached their trailer to it. It's hot and it's humid down in Florida, and the cab of the box truck can only hold two of the five people. So they have three people in the back of the box truck with beer, 
And as they're driving, crossing the the border between Georgia and Florida, they get pulled over because big truck and uh, plus uh, trailer means you got to stop at the way station. They didn't know. But when the cop pulls them over, it's like, okay, you've got three guys in a box truck. What the hell is going to happen? So when they pull over, all of a sudden the guys come out of the box truck out of nowhere, just in their underwear, drunk, and there is a air mattress inflated on the floor of the box truck. When the cop asks what they were doing back there, one guy blatantly blurts out, dude, we were, we were, uh, we were wrestling back there. No, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> they, that's, uh, a, that, that's a situation. They, uh, they did, they end up getting out of it though. I mean, if you can, you can. That's a. Is it? If you can make a cop laugh. Don't forget, Vance was asked a question. I was asked three questions. Three questions. My name is Chris Vance. I play guitar for To Begin Anew and another band called Death of Uriah. And the third question, the worst thing I've ever done to somebody, was in my second band. I got a hold of six Viagra pills (laughs) and crushed them up into a 44 ounce big gulp. And (laughs) at a show three hours after. I did that, and the musician at the time was our bass player, and we went to McDonald's and sat in the play place, and he couldn't figure out why he had a rock-hard dick for three hours. <laughs> then we all started screwing with him, going, you know, what's your problem? Like, there's kids around here. You're popping wood. He's sweating bullets, because I didn't know, but, I mean, sick can kill somebody, but whatever. We were young. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, and he he had a pretty solid dick like, it wasn't a small <laughs> one it was noticeable and he couldn't get away with tucking it in his waistband or anything like that and uh yeah so he's walking around mcdonald's with a rock hard dick and i got the keys so he's just kind of stuck there until we go to the show played the entire <laughs> show with a raging heart on and uh barely lived to tell about it but yeah man that's <laughs> i can come up with like off the top of the dome oh my god it's funny as all hell but if you do that to your ba- to the basis um Shane, you might want to watch out for for uh, Crush Viagra pills in a big gulp. Yeah, that was the that'd be a fun night. That was one of the worst things, yeah, by far. That's only one of the many, probably publicly unknown Chris Vance stories. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the I cra- what I say because I'm in this band, I can pretty much say and do whatever I want because I'm still new and I know these guys really well. They're in my other band, you know. It's like wide open but i gotta kind of watch what i say because sometimes the stories involve people that are in the room with me <laughs> so, hey i mean I've, I've heard stories where people like and again like the waking terror stuff where it's like they were, they were all in the room and it's just like stories about each other hell there were a couple bands from michigan where they told one guy told me a story about a different band that he was in a couple weeks later i had that other band on and they told me the same story from a first person account and i'm just like well this is funny shit so, like, hearing can, more funny stories from you guys, it just, I, I absolutely love it. I can tell you that what you know about Wake and Tara's stories, you maybe know about 10%. Those cats go hard in the paint behind the scenes. Oh, and in front of the scenes. Yeah, I've seen some shit. <laughs> they're amazing live. They're a great band, great group of guys. Um, they're 20 minutes up the road from us. Um, they're probably one of the more predominant bands here in the region. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, when they're not playing and they're just hanging out goofing off of it, they get the right amount of alcohol and poor decisions on them. They do a lot of fun stuff. Let me tell you. 
Well, shit, I'm going to have to come uh, come out to North Carolina and just, like, hang out in that little area that you guys are all in for a while, you know, see some shows, end up probably getting into some tour pranks and probably be the one that gets pranked from you guys and Waking Terror and just, you know, have some good stories to tell. Yeah, a very close-knit group of bands here. Oh, yeah. Because, um, uh, like, my other band, Eddie Uriah, these guys, the beginning new, um, Waking Terror, uh, you mentioned Hollow Intent earlier. Um Head trip. Uh, who else am I missing? Break the skyline. Defile the crown. Defile the crown. Faith and yeah. scars. Faith and scars. Like we all know each other. We all help each other. Like there's a big joke that like at the end of the day we're all like one band with fifty friggin' members, and that's <laughs> never been more true than right now. There's no competition in it like there was ten years ago, or like you'll see in other scenes where like it's like who can do the best or be the best at what they're doing. It's not about that. Everybody's helping everybody here now, and that that's helping quite a bit. We'll say about that is because when I talked to Will from Hollow Intent, he said the same thing, and he brought up Death Your Eye, he brought up To Begin and New, he brought up Waking Tear, brought up a lot of those bands that you mentioned as well, in terms of how when it comes to the scene that you guys are in, it's not about competition, it's about family, it's about helping each other out, because if one of the bands ends up succeeding really, like, rather well and really starts to grow, that's just going to put more focus in on that scene itself and every other band is going to end up benefiting from that so instead of trying to be in competition and bring each other down why not help each other out because in the end if if you know life turns out you know maybe not you know getting you know getting big and touring the world or whatnot you made a bunch of friends and you met and you're part of a family there so and that's the worst that can happen that's a really damn good thing yeah we're uh i mean we're we're really lucky to have have the music scene here in Eastern North Carolina. We do. Um, I feel like it's probably one of the more dominant music scenes, probably on the on the East Coast. Oh yeah. And we had another venue in Jacksonville just reopened back up since since COVID. Yeah. And they got the Limelight, which was called the Tar Heel. They got Breaking Benjamin coming next month, uh, doing an acoustic set. Oh, oh another yeah. thing, John, too, as being the new member of this band because they don't give themselves enough credit, even though I know you know some of them personally. I got asked last minute to join this project and they brought me in with open arms and there are not three other musicians in the state, let alone the East coast that work as hard as these guys do to put out (laughs) what they're doing. They don't like hearing that, but trust me, I've been on the shit side of wrong when it comes to musicians. This was by far the easiest transition I've ever made from going to one genre to another, but not just that, but from, one band that I'm a family with to a new band that I'm a family with. And I'm just as tight with these guys as I am with the guys I've been with for 10 years. So they deserve the credit for that. I, I think they, I mean, they deserve credit as well, but I think it's just also the scene that you guys have cultivated there deserves the credit as well. Because again, it's that idea of family is really coming out as well. And plus the other part on the two is the fans that come out to those shows as well, because when I was at Blue Ridge, it was, I was always in the pit for every single show basically. And there was a bunch of group people. They had those, these shirts that were that said pit crew on the back of them. It was a group called the Icon Pit Crew. A lot of them are from North Carolina, and it was something where it was. That was one. Yes, they're just fa- like fantastic people. Ran incredible pits, made sure everyone was safe. Hell, someone got knocked down. There's like ten people coming to pick them back up, and they end up like they end up calling me Milwaukee the whole entire time because they had no idea what my name was, but they knew where I was from for some reason. So that's what they stuck with. When I got home, I literally like joined the group on Facebook, introduced myself, and I had like multiple comments like, dude, it's Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a part of the scene in a way. So, woo. So I can totally agree with you. I mean, not only just 
a good scene in North Carolina or across the East Coast. But if you look all throughout the United States, like that, that North Carolina scene where you guys are at, it's an incredibly tight-knit family vibe where, yeah, everyone's tight with each other, but it's not so tight-knit to the point where, you know, you have to like try and forcibly break in there if you're a new, if you're someone trying to get in there. No, everyone's going to welcome you with open arms. It's tight-knit, but it's welcoming. Well, to an extent. To an extent, to an extent. yeah. Yeah, like if, if you're toxic at all, I'll call you on that shit like immediately. Uh, I get in trouble with that with both bands to an extent because like I'm very to be like okay yeah these guys are they're they claim they're from here but they're not from here and then they come in here they play their set they shit talk other bands and they bounce and then they bitch about not being able to get a show again well that's because I'm pretty good friends with the promoter at one of the clubs we're doing a DIY show Saturday that Cody and Casey are running sound for. I mean, these guys are literally putting it together from nothing, but yeah, I mean, we give you that chance for sure. And, you know, if you put in and you're able to like support everybody for sure, but if you come in and want to be an outcast and make it a point to be, I don't know, backstabbish, I guess you'll get ostracized like really quick. That's that. That's understandable. Like kind of like, you know, welcoming to the point where it's your, your the ability to enter into that scene and be welcome in it is easy, but you have to kind of follow by that family vibe where, yeah, everyone's here working together where if you're going to be that one outlier that's just going to try and one-up everybody, it's, you know, the family's going to end up bringing you bringing you down in a way. Well, trying to one-up people by downing other people is never a good way to go about anything. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? shit talking, you know? And we get, you know, I'm, I'm fairly dug in with a lot of the bands here and I can pretty much tell, like, you know, who's legit and who's out for themselves and the beautiful thing about it is like when we go to shows, even if it's nationals, um, like with this band here, for example, we go to shows we're not playing all the time, but I go to a lot of shows, but I've had to dial that back doing double duty on my side. But what I'm trying to get at is we say, see a lot of the same faces. And it's funny because there's national bands playing. Then you go to a local night and it's the same faces. And then you start to realize like over the past three months, the audience has changed from who is, big band X bringing to, Hey, me and the boys are coming out. Me and the boys start as five people a year ago. And now it's a hundred of us coming out just to hang out with each other. Yeah. Not so much focus on who the big headliner is. And we're trying to convert that to where like on local nights, you know, you can get two, 300 people in there and it's all a community. That's something that is incredibly important. I think to have just because it's going to not only, you know, bring more people into the Eastern North Carolina scene, but what it's also going to do is it's going to create that family vibe to the point where people are going to want to go to shows because they're going to want to be around the people that they enjoy being around. It's going to create that vibe where people that might, you know, feel like an outcast in other parts of society where they really connect positively with the scene and really connect positively with the whole entire family vibe of it. That's, you know, something that they really look forward to. It's something that brings them joy and happiness in life. So whenever there's a show out there, whether it's, you know, you get a bigger headliner come in or whether it's just a smaller local show where a lot of you guys are running together, what's going to end up happening is, is a lot of people are going to show up and it's just going to create that whole entire thing where no one's going to be there and going to be mad. Everyone's going to be there. Everyone's going to be, have that family vibe. Everyone's going to be happy to be there. And when every single band goes on, it's no one's going to be leaving the room. Everyone's going to be there enjoying spending time with the family and the crowd, but also supporting every single band that's on stage. It's already starting. It's already happening. Yeah. A year ago, it was barren, if I'm being honest. But, you know, between COVID, I should say two years ago, you know, right toward the end of it, 
people were burnt out with shows. They were sick of seeing, you know, the same repetitive. See, this is where I get in trouble. They were sick of seeing <laughs> the same stuff over and over again, which I get, you know. Um, and, you know, you can nowadays you can go and just click on YouTube and watch an entire set. Or even Twitch. Uh, or Twitch. You know, now Twitch is different than YouTube, in my opinion, because Twitch, you can engage with people, even though it's virtual. But people got lazy. They got complacent. But the beauty of it was COVID took that away from them and said, guess what? That's all you get now. So for a year and a half, roughly, people couldn't purge. They couldn't, you know, coalesce with their friends anymore or go out and see a band. And I think that might have helped tremendously with what we're trying to do now in the scene. People appreciate Um, it. Because now that it's been taken away from them. It almost feels illegal, but beautifully illegal to go to a show now. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> people are still getting back into it, but it's like back to the old way of, you know, you realize that there's a different enjoyment when you go to a show versus watching it, you know. You don't get YouTube. the same vibrations. Yeah, you don't get that gravity, that push and pull. You know what I mean? You just don't get this certain, you don't get that energy while watching a live show on a screen in front of you than you do right. being in front of it. Because when it comes to that, like you can feel the sound, you can feel the energy. And with being around other people, it's you kind of feed off that positive energy. Every single show I go to that I completely remember like almost every single detail of, it is because of the positivity and the happiness that just radiates from those moments. I mean, hell, like I've gotten the time like uh, earlier in October, I only broke my finger in a mosh pit and I just and I taped it up and I kept going. I'm like, and everyone was, you know, really cool about it. It's like, you know, everyone's like, yeah, you know, like, dude, this is freaking awesome. But like, everyone was kind of keeping away from my finger, even though I was holding it against my chest. But like, it was somewhere I didn't want to leave because that was where I was the happiest. Ended up getting checked out later. So I'm like, okay, you know, we're still good there. But it's something where in a moment where, you know, maybe I should step up. I'm like, this is still what's making me happy. Like, this is where I'm just feeling the best that I could possibly feel. So I'm going to stick in. I'm going to stick here because, well, I've dealt with this before. No big deal. But when it comes to just being in those live shows, like, it's a different feeling and it's just a positive feeling that just kind of just gets the endorphins on your brain. I forgot what the uh, chemical is, but it's just like, dang. Uh, serotonin. Yeah, yeah serotonin. serotonin. Like say, like every time I go see a live show, serotonin levels spike. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yep, for sure. So cause I remember uh, before we were shot, or we were supposed to record this one a couple weeks beforehand, but I know you guys had the show with fuel that like was right going to happen. It was like, cause I remember Shane messed me. I'm like, you guys are going to go play a show with Fuel? Yeah, do it because that makes, you know, a lot more sense. So I got to ask about that show. Like, how did that show end up going? Because did you say you played on an Army base for that one? It was a Marine Corps base. Um, it, it actually, it was it was amazing, man. This um, was such a good experience. It, it was a really cool experience for us because I felt like it gave us to, it gave us a chance to appeal to a particular new Audience. fan base, you know? Um, cause you know, us being from Jacksonville, it is a military town. Um, so we have that presence, but this, this crowd was nothing but military. Um, and I mean, it was, it was packed. There was a ton of people out there and it was also a family event, you know, people involved in service were able to bring their kids and their loved ones that stayed there. Free on base. beer, free beer um, tasted. Yeah. They had free beer for, for everybody that was out there. Um, it, it was a really cool experience. Um, definitely something I'll never forget. I mean, you know, growing up fuel, fuel was a band that kind of, got me interested in music you know i grew up whenever they were in kind of the peak um so it, it was really cool to kind of check not only to see the band but to actually go back and say you know hey i've, I've opened up for fuel i've shared stage for, with fuel you're friends with the guitar player on facebook now aren't you uh something like that yeah <laughs> hell yeah 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's that's awesome. But on top of it, too, is just the idea that that show, I mean, first, opening up for Fuel, it's a big, it's a bigger band. Plus, for you, Cody, it's like, you know, a band that you've grown up with and now you're friends with guitarists on Facebook. Just seeing how that community ends up growing with, you know, from where you guys are, all of a sudden, you know, you're adding other bands into the scene as well for North Carolina. So there's more eyes on top of it. But when it comes to being able to play at a Marine base and play in front of a bunch of people that are serving for our country, you know, potentially having to go to war if that ever happens in the near future. But people that are putting their lives on the line in order to protect us and being able to give them a show that they're going to end up being able to remember forever, giving them a positive experience with their family, with their friends, and just really bringing that family vibe of the North Carolina scene to that. I mean, that's that's incredible right there. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we're, we're one of those bands, you know, you kind of got to be careful on, on the way you say things now. But uh, everyone here in, in this band is is affiliated either directly or indirectly with either first responders or or military. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that means a lot to us to even be given the opportunity to, to do that meant meant a lot to us. Oh, yeah. Everybody was so nice and appreciative. So cool to talk to everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to meet the uh, commander of the base and got challenge coins. That was really awesome. Not sure if you're familiar with what that is or not, but uh, that's that's a pretty cool thing. It basically, it's like a thing in the military. Like, if you if I go to a bar and I like haven't seen you in forever, I pull out a coin, and if you don't have that coin, you owe me a beer. You know, yes. it's like that. Yes. But if you have that coin or a coin of higher rank, then 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 I owe you a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea what that was. So thanks for explaining that, uh, Shane. But that is, that just again adds more to the whole entire family vibe of the scene, and just ends up bringing more people into it, and again giving out the positivity of everything you guys are doing, and just bringing it to a military base. Because Shane, weren't you in the military before? Yeah, I was. I did seven years in the army. So what was it like, you know, being able to perform for other service members specifically? That's that's the thing. It's like. When I was in, I would, you know, I would get really hyped because like Wee Man came down when I was in Afghanistan. And uh, I don't remember the band, but I was just really excited about Wee Man. That was a tight budget year. <laughs> and that, that was just like uh, seeing that and, and you know, seeing and, and having sorry the just the, the fun, because a lot of times, you know, you when you're away from your family and all that, you know, they can get pretty, pretty down. But when, when you have that, it's really fun. And just the fact that we were able to return the favor, I guess, is the best way to, to say it. It's a thank you. It's like a thank you, you know? Like, like it just felt amazing to be able to do the play, play for them all. What was also really cool was that, you know, we're obviously, you know, we're not a, a, a metal band or a heavy band by any means. I don't think so. We're a rock band. Um, we're just, I mean, you, you we have a variety to us. I, I, I don't really think it's, it's easier just to say we're a rock band. We were a metal band. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're obviously quite a bit heavier than fuel, and uh, the the beer and alcohol was flowing out in the crowd, and we we had some mosh pits that started happening, and like <laughs> see the MP, the military police, like intervening to like just oh, be yeah. there just in case. I was like, yeah, we've made it, we've definitely made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that if that's the case, then you guys definitely have made it to the point where yeah, it's your you know something you're bringing some heavier stuff as well because I remember at Blue Ridge when I've. Uh, yeah, I think it was the last song you guys played when all of a sudden I heard Cody do some unclean vocals. I'm in the front, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I did not know that that was going. That was freaking awesome. So being able to do something like that, but also, you know, with your style of music, it's not, I mean, just saying like as a rock band and keeping that as kind of, like, it keeps it more open. So when people are able to listen to stuff like, okay, you know, they might have some like, uh, 
some of the more Southern Rocky with hard rock in there, some a little bit more, you know, on the heavier side, maybe some that's like, you know, maybe some seven dust inspired stuff. There's a lot of range you guys can go with, but being able to bring that to a military community, bring more of a, a variety, whether it comes to, you know, some of the stuff on the heavier side, some of the stuff on more like the rock, hard rock side, and just allow for everyone to just really get into it and really, again, feel that family vibe and create moments like, Starting a, starting a couple of moshpits and have the military police come to the side and be like, basically the guys on the wall, like, alrighty, we're just standing here because uh, we just don't want, you know, th- bad things to happen, but We just go. didn't want to see a kid get punted. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. We yeah. Before that song, we gave like a five-minute disclaimer of like, you're going to move, but don't kick a kid. <laughs> I mean, if I, two things. One, if I'd have seen a kid get kicked, I don't know how I'd react. Probably not the way you want to get <laughs> And two, you know, you want everybody to be safe because they were pretty good and, you know, tipsy by the time we got to um, Shade of Red. That's, so that's we, one thing that uh, I think we probably talked about a little bit last time that we talked to you, Kevin. But um, we, we try to main like, – if somebody comes to our show, we want, we want them to at least walk away with something positive about our band. Uh, so we try to keep our music really diverse. I mean, you got to see firsthand, you know, we have a little bit of rock, a little bit of hard rock, a little bit of metal, a little bit of punk. Um, so, I mean, just – that is one thing that I like, especially with this group of guys that we have now, is that everybody still continues to kind of bring their own element that, that makes this a diverse band. And uh, it, it just it makes it a fun, a fun band to be in because you don't have to worry about the next song that we write is going to sound like the last song that we did. This is always it's always an ever changing thing, which makes makes doing this that much more fun. It also allows you guys to experiment more with potential ideas that you might have because if you're going to kind of stick with a very similar sound like you were like you had on your first single Arise, I mean, yeah, it it would have still made sense, but it would have kind of, you know, potentially pigeonholed you in a certain way or kind of like, you know, kept tunnel vision out where it's like, okay, you can really only stick within this side. But by being able to like start out and really like branch out in different areas where get a little bit of rock, hard rock, a little bit of metal, go a little bit of punk in there, bring some unclean vocals in there as well. It allows you to really expand on your horizons and let every single influence that you guys have be able to come into the writing sessions, be able to come into the music to the point where when you get to a live setting, it's you guys are able to have so many different diverse sounds, so many different diverse songs to really build one hell of a live show off of. Oh yeah. Um I think I think Chris's leads like automatically make us heavier. Oh, like yeah, when I you mean, hear the new stuff coming out. It's <laughs> yeah, we're actually in the studio right now, and uh, to you know, go go a little bit here. further on uh, what Shane said. Chris doesn't really say it a whole lot, but Van- Vance brown. is probably one of the best guitarists in the state. Um, I mean, he, he definitely brings he brings the groove. He's he always says that he's the spice on the band. Yeah, and, see, uh, drum and bass, meat and potatoes, <laughs> vocals and guitar is like the salt and the pepper. And the spice, in my opinion, it's up, but that's from like my acoustic sky root stuff that I did way back in the day. But there is there is a little bit of truth to that. And I agree with Cody. I think I, I definitely pepper the sound a lot different because I've I was a fan of this band before I was in it. And um, they have a really solid sound. But Cody's the primary songwriter. Yeah. And that's no secret. But what my favorite thing about it is jumping on with him <laughs> is that he's very meticulously easy to work with and i know those two words don't go together very well but we can kind of feel each other out and i know where he's going before he's going to get there and he knows where i'm going to stop before i'm able to and, and we're all we all get our input you know yeah yeah and it just i mean that speaks to just 
initial chemistry that you guys have together between, especially between you, Chris and Cody, because if, you know, Chris, you're able to understand where Cody wants to go with the song before he even gets there. And Cody knows where you're going to get to before you stop. It's just something where that chemistry is going to allow for little certain things that, you know, when it comes to meticulously creating certain songs and certain parts of songs, you guys are able to really pick those out, but it's going to be much easier, like you said, because of that chemistry and then bringing uh, the others to really just let this full entire thing, you know, get some input here, really let this thing become a full band experience. It just adds to the chemistry, adds vibe, and allows every single influence you guys might have to potentially come in and create something because you might have an idea for a song, like Cody might be writing something, and all of a sudden here comes Shane with some wacky idea out of nowhere. It seems like on paper, it doesn't make the wacky ideas. It doesn't, and it could seem like it doesn't make any sense at all on paper. But then all of a sudden, okay, let's just put it in here, see what happens. And you put it in there, and all of a sudden, it makes kind of sense, but it opens up another idea to use that influence in a different way. And all of a sudden, boom! Now you guys got a freaking hit right there. Oh yeah, I'm, I mean, this these guys know as far as the way I write songs, man, and it's it's probably something you and I have talked about in the past. Um, I don't I don't try to like. Whenever I write something, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never been a songwriter that, like, if we all sat down in this room and, and tried to write a song together, I'm not the kind of writer that can do that. I've got to get in, in a right place, like, mentally for me to really focus in on what I'm trying to do. That's just the way I write. So whenever I write stuff, I try to keep it really simple. Uh, that way, whenever I present it to everybody else, you know, hey, this is an idea that I'm working on. That's whenever – the good things start happening whenever everybody kind of starts adding their own thing. That's that's where it becomes good and and catchy. You know, I just, I do the very simplistic stuff. Um, Primary to me is just making sure the lyrics make sense. Um, All the other stuff can come later. It's like a piece of paper. He's put dots and then we just come in and connect it, you know? (laughs) And that's another good thing about the family aspect. Cause if it's butt ass, I will tell. Yes. (laughs) But if it's good, I'll tell them like trial by fire. Okay, so they put a lot of weight on my shoulders that first three weeks. Because, uh, I came and they were like, uh, all right, we got the garage Saturday and I was doing double duty with both bands. And then after that, they're like, oh, yeah, and by the way, next week is Blue Ridge and you're going to be playing in front of 5,000 people. I was like, cool, man. Uh, hope I don't drop the ball. Yeah, his uh, <laughs> this could be potentially career ending. His, his second show with us was at Blue Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, shoot, they really threw you on, like, put you in the fire. It's like, okay, you know, you want to be in this band? All right, cool. First, we were going to go, you know, first couple weeks. Oh, you know, got a show here. You got a festival that you could potentially have, like, a crowd of, like, three, four, five thousand in front of you. Yeah, you good? <laughs> yeah, it was, I appreciated it because I work really well under pressure when it comes to stuff like that. And like I said, the template was there. I, they, I was just an addition to that. Like, they already had all that stuff nailed out, so... The only song I was scared of was uh, Shade of Red because me and Casey couldn't coordinate worth a damn all the way up until we played it that day. And then finally that day it went off without a hitch. And I was like, cool, well, if it's going to go right, it needs to go right here. And it did. So we we were fortunate. But, I mean, like I, I said, the, it together. Cody and Casey, they've been playing in other bands for, you know, from years back and stuff like that that we're not i guess i can't talk about don't tell, don't tell our age help me step brother oh uh, <laughs> but i mean you can tell like the meat and potatoes is right here man i i was just an addition i'm glad i came in when i did i have no plans on going anywhere like it's uh it, it, i've never been a part of some i've been a hired gun in several different bands but i've never had a band just be like all right you're in 
and now we're in Cody's living room, and like I don't feel weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because there's some bands that will You're haze the shit dance. out of you, and yes. I've been one of those people that hazes people. Uh, especially in my other band, because like if you're gonna have to go with the metal crowd, it's not like this crowd. This crowd's very welcoming and everybody's warm. And the metal <laughs> crowd, we throw tables and chairs and shit at each other, like it's a whole different vibe. So, um, but yeah, man, it, it's definitely a, a good thing we got going just between the four of us. I mean, I, I always say that if it ended tomorrow, I did everything I wanted to do, but oh, yeah, this band will probably do it for another 10 years at least with the guys that are in it right now, because I mean, we're friends outside of being bandmates. And that to me is more important than anything. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you don't jive as individuals outside of a band setting, you're not oh. even worth a damn in a band. <laughs> Shane. What? Shane hates Cody. Yeah. No. You, Cody you don't know. Shane. Shane's actually playing that. He's like looking for a new singer. Like, <laughs> we were talking about it earlier today. No, um, to go on what Chris said, um, you know, this this is I feel like it's an equal machine. And, uh, you know, we, we have had some lineup changes since we last talked to you. Um, Who was the guitarist last time? I don't even remember. Wow. <laughs> it's not a, yeah. Well, I'm, curious, I'm curious to see who the next guitarist will be. No, um, they talk to. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what I was getting ready to tell you, man. Um, You know, this we, we have had some lineup changes and, you know, I, I personally, the guys that had to either step down or either we asked them to step down, I feel like I ended, we all ended it on good terms with them. We didn't have no issues with them. Um, but but this is the most solid and like full feeling that this band has been since the beginning. Um, so I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really happy where we're at. Everybody just, it, 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 if it feels good, it feels good. Oh, absolutely. Right. I was say Absolutely. But when it, even like when it comes on top of it too, so when I saw you guys play at Blue Ridge, honestly, I did not know that that was going to be that was Chris's second show. It felt like you, it felt like Chris had been you know in the band playing live showed you guys for you know for a while at that point because it was just the crispness of the way that you guys played with each other together during that show. And I know there you know when it came to Blue Ridge, I I heard about some of the issues that went on there. I saw some issues that went on there. We don't have to go into that if we don't want to, but. We didn't, just, no we, we didn't have no issues. We didn't have issues. It was smooth yeah, for it was us. Smooth it was for great. Us. We didn't have no issues. I have a van with air conditioning, and I had bottled water, dude. Like I understand <laughs> they had some issues on the crowd side, but I can't speak to that. We had a great time. As a matter of fact, like the staff and everyone was great. We want to go next year. So if you see this interview, uh, we had a great time. We have to send this interview their way and be like, yeah, to begin a new, had a great time. So uh, get them back on the bill. They Shane definitely, was, they definitely, they 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 mentioned us. They they commented on our video that we did on TikTok. So yeah. and Shane, he'll get it to him. He finds ways, man. Like Shane can communicate with like carrier pigeons. The shit would blow your mind. <laughs> the, all so. of a sudden, you know, the uh, the office where they or they put everything together for Blue Ridge. All of a sudden, in like a couple of months, they're gonna have a barrage of carrier pigeons come their way with letters, and it's all gonna be written from Shane. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I do appreciate what you say about how it looked like I had been with them for a while, but Cody sent me the templates, like I said, three weeks prior, but I have my own home studio and I work with a, a label um, outside of this, just doing, you know, stem tracks and stuff like that. So, I mean, I sat there for hours and hours and hours and Cody initially, like he finally was like, you're overthinking a lot of it because I'm just such a hard on because it's not. At the time, it wasn't my band. It wasn't my material. So I had to make sure that it was on point 100%. Because I didn't want to be the one up there clamming up or 
screwing it up for everybody else. I didn't want to be the cog that, you know, wasn't working. That was me. <laughs> so essentially I put in, I don't know, I probably put in 65 hours of play time before Blue Ridge. But as far as my stage presence, okay. that just, I've had that for a long time because I mean, I've been doing metal for so long. I mean, me and me and Vance was actually practicing to set in our hotel room yeah. the, the night before yep. Blue Ridge. Yep. Just making sure that we were dialed in. Mm-hmm. The night before that, you were practicing an acoustic yeah, set. Yeah, we were practicing an acoustic set. We got told last minute we had to do And guess who was the only one that brought an acoustic guitar? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that, that, that was an interesting... It was fun. Uh, interesting was fun. series of events, we'll say. Yeah. Yep. How that played out. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. I'll say interesting series of events. I mean, Cody, you got me intrigued that because I totally forgot you guys did do a small acoustic set during that festival as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, Shane, you want to explain? Yeah, I'll explain, and then you can go. I'll just explain the beginning. We we got told that initially that that we didn't win the acoustic set. So let, let's let's back up a little bit. So there, there was a contest that that we were involved in where they they were dialing. You could submit, and then they would dial down and pick out a few bands to to do an acoustic the set at the, at the Hills of Pop tent that they had out there. And uh, long story short, with that, we ended up getting I think to like the final round, and then we we didn't move on. Um, so we, we were told, you know, it was, it was a narrow thing, but you guys didn't make it. We appreciate what you did. And uh, we're like, okay, well, very well, no problem. I mean, we're still playing Blue Ridge anyway, so it's, right. it's not a big deal. So we get to just go have fun that day. And, and we decided oh, yeah, so we didn't need the night, our acoustic gear. Literally the night, the day before Blue Ridge, basically, it's like one in the morning. I get, a, I get a message asking us to play the acoustic set. Yeah, we were in the parking lot when you got the message. I yeah, was having a smoke. and none of us brought the acoustic, any of our acoustic instruments like we had planned, but Chris. Yeah. He brought a guitar. Yeah. So it was able to work so that way Cody and Chris can get on stage and do their thing. Like, it was probably the most intimate I've ever played any type of show, if you will. It was Vance with an acoustic guitar and me with a microphone. Yeah, if you're going to be vulnerable, that's the time to do it because you're inside of a circus tent where they, like, <laughs> light each other on fire and shit. There is a video <laughs> of that on our Facebook but we, I think, break new grounds on oh, Facebook. We used to play yeah. shows of Hot Topic. True, true. So. Oh, you're so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was intimate shows. Yeah. People looking at clothes around you. It, it's weird. But I, next time, next time, no matter what, we'll, I'll just have, we'll have, I'll have for it. the acoustic instruments regardless, you know? Just follow the Boy Scout motto. Always be prepared, man. Yeah, uh, that's my paranoia that paid off, man. Because I I bring way too much crap to every show we play. He so. he's he's like the the scene music guru. Like he's like a musician, a tech, yeah, uh, just all around everything. Yeah, our, I, our driver. I, yeah, <laughs> I tech a lot of the local guys' amps and stuff like that. I can do amp mods and you know uh, different things, or just fix amps for a lot of the local bands that are here. And on top of that, uh, me and Wake and Terra's guitarist, Ben Schreider, we both do setups for a lot of the guys here. So we try and keep everybody's gear moving. Um, but like I have I have what I consider a bulletproof EVH EL34 head. And I use that with these guys. But man, I brought freaking Blue Ridge. I brought the 6L6. I had the Ivory. I had the Stealth. I had the EL34. Couldn't make up his mind. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that. It was just like I like having backups. My problem is, is that like I'll find one backup and I like it. And I'm like, yeah, I. I need a backup for that backup. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting on six amps. So he's not lying. That, yeah, that's the truth. I loan a lot of gear out too, though. Like, you know, if somebody's stuff goes down, like at a show, which has happened several times, 
I'm usually the first one running up there with an amp head or a guitar. Or if a guitarist who I won't name decides that my guitar is not good enough for him that <laughs> night, he'll know when he sees his interview. Uh, you know, I didn't know he had strings, so I'm just busting his balls. But yeah, I went to hand him a guitar and he looked at it like it was poverty. I was like, yo, this is a $2,300 guitar. I can promise you that boat or you're playing is nothing compared to what I was trying to offer you. <laughs> so I'll make sure I tag uh, who I'm talking about. He's in one of the bands that we talked about earlier. Gotcha. But again, it's just that idea of just over preparing at times. It does come in handy where even though it's like sometimes, you know, you bring maybe too much stuff, but at times it is better to have it and not need it than to not have it and need it. Because otherwise, if you like if you wouldn't have brought that acoustic guitar and all of a sudden you guys get the message that you're playing that acoustic set at the Hell's a Pop intent, then it's, you know, what do you do at that point? Karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we weren't missing that because, uh. We got artist bands for that Thursday and Friday. And then we ended up scoring artist bands for Saturday and we exploited that system quite a bit. It's good to have friends that are also playing. Yeah. Like we, that's the thing is like, we had a few North Carolina bands that we knew that were up there, but like Thursday we scored the green bands. Friday was the red bands for when we actually played the big stage at Blue Ridge and Saturday was the orange bands and, I call those the contrabands because I got those secondhand from another band that had extras, but we had traded earlier. So yeah, I would like to do Blue Edge again for two reasons. One, it was awesome. And two, we didn't pay for any food and those little Debbie cookies, like, <laughs> oh man. Well, they're, they're the grandma cookies. Yeah. The grandma cookies. Yeah, yeah. They soak them in butter and they'll give you diabetes. <laughs> and I was pocketing them. Like, I've never <laughs> eaten anything like that in my life. So Casey, our drummer, might have some opinions on stuff. He never talks in interviews. I don't like to talk. Let's see if we can get him to do it now. Hey, look, he he doesn't even talk in our group chat. So, Kevin, this is your opportunity. You need to ask Casey some questions. I chime in when necessary. Drill his ass out, man. Ask him the three questions. I've answered his Yeah, he already answered the three questions that when I had him on the first time last year. I'm going to have to watch the first time. I bet the third question was like, we were out with BJ one night. (laughs) I'm like, yep. And I, might to, I might have to go back and see what uh see what Kay said because it might have been you know we were out this one night and then uh this and this happened and then yeah and then that was there's, it there's this mythical creature named bj that i have yet to meet but i know everything <laughs> about him i'm sure casey has told me his social security number at least twice by now and i don't i've never met this person i met his little brother and he's really cool um but bj is like this legendary person out here in wherever this place is that we're called bfe yeah and uh i hear a lot of stories about this guy so i'm looking forward to potentially meeting him saturday i feel like every group of people has like some sort of some person around them where it's you know about them you know a lot about them but you've never seen them so you're not necessarily sure if they actually exist because there was once we had something like that a friend group where someone talked about their sister we didn't even know the guy had a sister and he was talking about her for years we didn't even believe that she was a real person until he had a birthday party this past year. And it was like, okay, all of a sudden this girl walks and we're like, who are you? I'm his sister. You do oh, exist. you're alive? Like, you're real? <laughs> you're like, that's going to be you on Saturday, Chris. Like, BJ, you're real? No shit. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's going to be like now. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about I put Casey on the spot a little bit so we can actually get yeah. him to talk. Shit. <laughs> like a, behind, behind the couch. So, so Casey, well, uh, we'll, we'll go back to Blue Ridge specifically when it comes to the experience of being on stage, what was that like from your perspective? 
Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I, it's the first time in my entire life playing music where I I looked up, I saw the crowd of people, and I was just like, nope. And I just looked back down towards the guys in front of me. I, I couldn't look much past the guardrail. Well, well, good thing, because I was right on the guardrail, probably looking at you just like, just because, well, I thought it was probably funny. I actually think I do remember seeing you. You were just off to the left of me a little bit. Yeah, because I was... There were a lot of people, but I remember I was in the girl. I was kind of, I was a lot closer to Shane's side. Okay, maybe let's do it. Fuck. He wasn't looking for you. He said he already said he was terrified. So yeah, he, yeah. It, it was it was he got to the guardrail. It's like they stop. It's like all of a sudden. So it's just like a blurry face, probably in his memory from up here. Pretty much, like I, I couldn't just. It, it was weird for me. That was a, a first experience of a crowd that size, and, and I like, didn't know how to react. Well, I mean, I mean, even when you don't know how to react, it's you reacted by playing your ass off for the 25, 30 minutes you guys got to play. So did your it was job. A pretty good did my job. <laughs> That's what counts. So because, like, uh, like Chris had said, like you guys had gotten artist bands, you know, for Thursday for the acoustic, you got them for Friday because you were playing. Also, got them for Saturday through Trazies and whatnot. When it came to like some of the other days that you guys had. What were some of like the highlights that you had potentially, you know, maybe meeting some other bands that were out there, hanging out with some people? What were the highlights? Being Avatar live. I will say I didn't get to meet a lot of bands, but seeing Avatar, I finally got to see Suicidal Tendencies, which was that up was on the awesome. top of my list. And drugs. And drugs. And the, the band. band. The band, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm aware of the band drugs. I was at that show as well. I did get to watch Body Count play too, and that was pretty cool. Body so, Count right. was was nice. Trivium. It, it was cool for me because a bunch of the a bunch of the rising stars, as we were called, that that was playing, we we knew a lot of those guys. War. So yeah. with, with us playing and the way that we felt, you know, I, that we all felt the same way. So like to see everybody on like that elevated plane for that whole experience was, you know, that that's what you do it for. And dying all um, threw the hell down. Yeah, yeah I, I caught their set early in the day. That was awesome. My favorite, one of my favorite parts was actually watching Casey. Um, during uh, Shade of Red, and then rewatching because uh, my the singer for Death Uriah was there, and he's the one that filmed our Blue Ridge set that's on YouTube and all that stuff. So I exploit multiple band members for purposes. <laughs> but watching Casey play that live, and then going back and watching it because they struck the kit, so Casey's kit was tucked back there perfectly. And like I've seen Casey in multiple other bands throughout the years, but he just was in the zone, and I've never seen. Even my other drummer, I mean, he hadn't experienced a crowd like that, but Casey was just so dimed in. Like, it looked like he was just back there machining it the whole – it looked like he elliptical with a fat lady on it. <laughs> because, I mean, he was just giving it hell, but it was so freaking awesome. The way he was doing it. I don't know. I noticed shit like that because I give them hell all the time because I'm constantly recording B-roll and I record a lot of what we do when we play live. Like, we recorded Fuel – I'm going to compile that together for something. We have that behind the scenes video where you were just yeah, filming where I drank the cigarette water. Yeah. Oh, behind God. Behind the scenes video. But I'm, I'm always, I'm like, I'm kind of like Dime was back at Pantera. Like, I'm always filming stuff. And uh, because I mean, B roll is awesome because, you know, music's one thing, but a band has to have a personality as well. Because if, if it's just music and you can't make connection with the people inside the band, people aren't really going to care. You know, I mean, if I say, Give me an example of what Adam D from Kill Switching Gage is like. You can tell me he's a goofball, but he's amazing on stage, but he's amazing in both realms. You see what I'm saying? 
But yeah, I see you know, what you're saying. And using Adam as a perfect example, because I saw Killswitch play it uh, when they did Fest. Adam was just hysterical on stage. God, he's everywhere. Yeah. Any of our like stuff that you see on our Facebook page that makes you chuckle was made by him. So he <laughs> he, he brings he brings the fun. He but the problem fun. is that they don't know how freaking funny they are until they watch it back. I mean, hell, he had freaking Shane on a cart dolly and damn near ramped his ass off a speed bump. Uh, <laughs> we were at the hotel, but we had a good time. Shane almost died in the elevator. Like, Blue Ridge almost didn't happen. We got in the elevator, and he swallowed wrong for the eighth time no, that Casey day. farted. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> going, <laughs> and I was like, Blue Ridge Diary Part 3, Shane's dying in the elevator. And then, like, I posted, like, that clip montage of just all the b-roll stuff and blue ridge liked it and yeah. it got shared on blue ridge's page and, um, and of course like i said carrier pigeon shane like there's some kid in taiwan right now getting off of work at midnight and he's seen that video because of what shane does yeah <laughs> there's a bunch of like near-death experiences at blue ridge honestly. blue ridge was oh, the interesting van, the van. Yeah, we ramped my van over a set of train tracks i don't know how the train tracks are there in wisconsin but uh I tell you what, I wasn't prepared for Virginia because it was like this. And Rachel, Cody's wife, was in the back seat. Cody was back there. Casey, Shane, yeah, all of us. And I didn't see it in time. I was like, well, this is it. And I hit the train tracks doing 40. And I we hit it, and I had no steering. Well, we, back, we were airborne. I look back. Rachel's head is above where I can see. Thankfully, the van has like a pretty tall alcove because it's like a camper van type of deal. Her head's gone. <laughs> And I look at Cody, and Cody tells his part of the story better than I can, so he's going to tell that part of the story. But they all went up. We caught air. We hit the ground, and the hitch smacked the ground. And they're like, your hitch is gone. I was like, I bet you 100 bucks it's still back there. That, the van, There's a piece of pavement missing, though. The, the van, uh, it earned its right of passage that day because, I mean, we ramped a 4,800-pound vehicle. Just, I don't even know. I was trying to get us back to the hotel, I think, after Thursday night. Yeah, we left Thursday night, head back to the hotel. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen the movie Inception? Yes. Okay, so you know you know the scene where the van like drives off the bridge and like falling in slow motion. Yeah, that's pretty much like what happened. Oh, like I'm, I'm airborne trying to grab the handle and like I pass the handle before I'm able to like grab it. So by the time I'm closed fist, I've passed the handle again, and I'm pretty sure I have like three fractured vertebrae. It's, it's so hard. All I cared about were the amps. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I had three amps in the back, and Shane's like, what about the amps? I was like, eh, shit. I didn't think about that. They were all good. They all, like, landed sideways. I had killed at least two of them. That's what I was worried about, and Shane was like, no, they're fine. What about the amps? Like, what about the people? <laughs> it was quiet for, like, ten seconds after that, and then Casey finally was like, you ran the fuck out of the it was everyone was worried about completely different things. You'd tell worry about the re- about the amps and worry about the people and worry about the hitch. You had Cody that was just worried about grabbing his hand up. Why is my head above it already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't see it coming until the last second. I was like, shit. Yeah, we're like just oh, we're just oh god, yeah, we're just talking and bullshit, yep. and all I hear is Vance up front going, shit. I look and just see train tracks. Yeah, it was, like, and there's no preparing for it. Yeah. It was awesome. I would do it again. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Thank you. <laughs> we didn't have the trailer on it. 
Yeah, that, that was yeah, too much. I had to buy them a trailer because the trailer wouldn't have made that. I, I don't think all the gear would have survived that. That might have been, <laughs> that might have been a different story. If that yeah, trailer would have swung around and popped the van. That would have been the story of how we almost played Blue Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if, yeah, if you would have the trailer on there, that trailer could have either like just, you know, gone down a different street on its own or would have like, you know, completely done a 180 and all of a sudden you guys are driving out and all of a sudden, you know, here's Casey looking out the side of the window and all of a sudden here's the trailer right next to you guys continue to go. It's like, that's not supposed to happen. Well, ever since that, we've really eyeballed train tracks, like even going to the fuel and Cherry Point. Like uh, whoa 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 yeah. whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. slow down. Anytime we see two, like railroad markings, we slow it way down. <laughs> but I, I will do it again. <laughs> I have not learned my lesson because I lived through it. So. Say if you if you come to Wisconsin, I think it'll be a little bit of a uh, different story with the train tracks because I live literally like a block away from you know a set of train tracks and it's they're pretty much like dug in and it's like when you get up to them it's like there's a little bit of a hill to get up to them but then it flattens out right away so it's like when you go over them you're not like bouncing like crazy over them or you're not gonna get fully airborne off of it it's you're gonna stay pretty level ones in virginia aren't supposed to be like that i don't think they're like three feet it was a smaller road yeah oh that was another thing we did brewstock that's another festival we forgot to mention that we played we played brewstock few weeks back, Bruce Doug and, with uh, a bunch of amazing man it took us down this wild path where like the road was the width of my van but it was two-way and um they have a big tv in the back so they can like play video games and stuff while we're driving back to kill time and i have curtains behind the driver's seat um to block that light out and so they're back there having fun and i'm up front fighting for my life because <laughs> i'm like watching this road disappear and reappear and stuff like that but <laughs> That was South Carolina roads, though. Yeah, they, were, they were getting yeah. sketchy. These roads, you could tell, had been dark for years, and they just, like, shit gravel on them the week prior to <laughs> us driving on them, you know? So that was fun. Uh, Brewstock was a lot of fun, too. Got There's to, a lot of great bands on yeah, that. Yeah, we got a network with a lot of bands that we hadn't met yet. I didn't throw my back out for Brewstock. So, but, yep, that was, that was a good time for sure. Of course, we're trying to hit every major festival we possibly can next year. Shane's gunning for... Metal in the Mountains in West Virginia, correct? Yeah, I'd like to get us on. We'd like to get on Metal in the Mountains, you know. Um, obviously, Blue Ridge again. and Anybody else that will take just us. Just anyone else that will take us, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing we've tried to do this year, man. We're just – it's not so much just worry about festivals, but, I mean, in, any shows that we can play where we can get out in front of people that haven't heard our music before, that's, that's yeah. what we want to do. So busy, busy, busy. We want to stay busy all the time. Um, get out there and play as much as possible. If we're not playing, we want to be in the studio. If we're not in the studio, we want to be shooting a music video. I mean, we just want to constantly be doing something, you know, go ahead and try to make something of this while we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Are you guys trying to do any, like, the try and get any of the uh, Danny Wimmer Presents ones? Because I've seen a lot of bands that have had in the podcast. We've, we've been like- trying. The, the Danny Wimmer Presents, we've been on their channel quite a bit. We did Starving Artists. We made it. Uh, we got second place yeah, for the September the contest yeah. in, the, in, in the finals. And then this past bracket they did, we got bumped off the first uh, round, but we had the most votes per. And we ended up. And Shane got. Or, yeah, we, we got a black, black Craft endorsement from, yeah. from them. But Shane's very active on Twitch, dude. There's nobody. So, I can't think of anybody that can touch Shane on Twitch because he's got his own channel. Plus, he networks for the band and stuff. Like, he lives on his computer, but he does a lot for the social media side of things. We're definitely uh, gonna push on there again, but after we get new music released. Yep. 
understandable because so, if you get more music released, then you can go on there. You can present some new music to more people, and then you might end up having a song that just really encapsulates everything that you guys are doing so that all of a sudden, you know, people listen to, like, that song, and all of a sudden it's like you can go in any direction from there, and right. when it comes to your music, it's like, oh, you go in a more hard rock way, you go more metal, you know, maybe go a little bit more like that classic rock way, just bing, bang, boom, it's going to be useful. It could easily happen. The new music that we're recording is definitely a lateral move um, compared to the first three songs that were put out. I mean, they stand on their own, but like I said, none of that has any of my merit on it. That was all these guys, but these the three that we're putting out, I think it really shows what everybody's good at so much better than what's already out there. It really shows how powerful of a vocalist Cody is, how absolutely disgusting on the drums Casey is, and how great Shane is on bass and back and screams. It's just, it's, it's a more broad sound, but in my opinion, it's a heavier sound. Yeah, sure. we're, we're in the studio right now. We're, uh, we're basically done with three songs, and we're kind of trying to decide whether we want to stop with that or if we want to go ahead and add some more. Um, again, you know, since since this year has been active as far as playing shows, and I think we talked to you a little bit about it last time, you know, if we're not really playing a whole lot of shows, we don't really want to be putting out a lot of music because we can't go out there and, and promote it and, and display it the way that we should. Um, so now that things have kind of opened back up and we're able to get out there, you know, we've, we've been in the studio uh, for a little while now, but, you know, we've also been playing Blue Ridge and these other festivals. So, again, like I was saying earlier, you know, we've, we've been busy. Um, but to touch on what, what Chris said, this, this new stuff that we're coming out is, I guess I could probably say a lot more mature than what the, the other stuff is. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. We'll have and, hard and that's, copies. that's really just Eventually. like you're, you were talking about Arise earlier. Um, you know, that, that was, that was our complete that was introduction. You know, that was baby steps. You know, we just want to say, you know, this is, this is kind of what we're capable of, but this isn't everything. It's a little bit of soft, a little bit of hard. And then we done Break New Ground and Awaken. And all three of those songs, in my opinion, they're all very different from each other. Um, all three of those tracks are their own kind of thing. And I think you get and, the uh, same the same dynamic out of the next three. Yeah, they're the, very the, the next three that we're doing, they're they're same as far as being dynamic. But, again, I do feel like they're a lot more – I like the term dynamic versus mature. I mean, they're they're not that well, old or young between, between them. But, I mean, these songs here, they're – once you hear them, you're going to be like, okay, uh, I see why you put these three out first the way you did and kind of save these three for, for now. I, I will say I feel like we've been pushed a lot harder on these three. Like we, we're working with a, a producer, recording engineer that's new to us, and he is definitely like pushing it. And I'm a hard-on too. Yeah, he, he's yeah. throwing more in there too. I'm like, well, I'm not talking about that. Like, if, like I said, if something's butt-ass, I'll, I'll say something real quick. Yeah, we're actually at a new studio. The last, the the original three songs that we did was at Black Plate, um, and this new studio that we're we're using right now. Um, he's got a totally different way of doing things, but uh, I actually prefer this method. Mm -hmm. I think compared to the two, um, and his his opinion is extremely valued in this band, and I, I think it's kind of helped make us better as musicians so I, i'm i'm excited for you and everybody else to hear this new stuff shout it's, it's out, getting shout out. yeah, yeah shout, getting out, shout out to blake matthews at clarity audio and his band yeah with clarity, with clarity. Yeah. awesome guys and yeah i'm looking forward to putting the new stuff out looking forward to hearing the new stuff i mean some like like i said like when it came to the stuff at blue ridge like hearing the songs that i had not heard before and hearing some of like the heavier stuff the unclean the most like Dynamic is a good way to put it because 
when you, if you say mature, it sounds like there's a little bit more of this like setness in that way where it's like, okay, you know what you're going to get. Also, it kind yeah. of feels like a little bit more older in a way. But when you say dynamic, it just, it, it allows for a lot more lateral movement, allows for more vertical movement in terms of whatever you're going to do with certain pace, sound, tones, you're going to go heavier, lighter, vocals, whatever you're going to do. It's, as long as it's got you guys at the core though, and we can tell, you know, it's like, okay, even with all the dynamics, like we know this has got the emotion, it's got the whole entire feel and vibe of to beginning new, then it's going to be no matter what way you go, people are going to connect with that. Oh yeah. I mean, the, these three songs, uh, everything, and this is just my opinion, everything with these three songs is miles, miles better than, than what the original three. I mean, the guitars are, I mean, we're not a technical playing band, but uh, the guitars are, are more methodical, um, vocals are a lot more experimental as far as, you know, that's, that's probably some of the best work I've ever done vocally with, with yeah. these three upcoming songs. Yeah, um, and I mean, just everything is just, I was happy with the original three, but I'm where this new stuff is at now. I'm, I'm really excited on getting it out. It's basically going like, in a sense, how we planned it, we wanted each song to just push us a little farther and get better. In any us, band so. though, you like, you really heavily critique old work with new work like i'm the same way well i mean you i mean you've heard our our actual recording of the original three especially like break new ground on arise um and i don't know if you remember but you know like arise we don't even play it the same way live is what the recording is i mean it's it's got a lot more changes to it as far as like vocals and some of the guitar parts are completely different now and that happens with songs that you record i mean it, it like i said my other band same thing. We record it one way and then you, you build on it. I mean, it happens with like, if you, I don't know if you're fans of like Slipknot or any of the bigger bands, but like, if you listen to the album versions of like Vermillion or any of those songs and the leads that are on that song and you watch them do it live, it's nothing like that. But Jim is very adamant about, he doesn't want you to come listen to a CD with five guys or eight, nine guys on stage. He wants you to come and have an experience that's unique to every single show that they play. That's what keeps people coming back. Yeah, what am I going to see this time? If you want to listen to the CD, you can do that at home. Yeah. Exactly. And that's like with me. That's why I love going to live shows because there's a lot of different things I get to see and experience and a lot of different sounds you get to hear. Because, yeah, you're going to hear the songs and you're going to end up experiencing songs, but it's a lot different. Use a couple examples. Like, I, I love going to see Ice Nine Kills play live. I saw them four times in the span of two weeks, but it's just their live set is so ridiculously fun with all the horror they put in there. It's like, I can't help but not go. Plus, just the music is fun as all hell. I love going to see Rise Against. And anytime Tim breaks out the acoustic guitar to sing, like, Swing Life Away, it's it's got a whole different feel behind it than it does on the album, but it's still just as beautiful. Using Falling Reverse as an example, every time I hear drugs on a recording versus live, I like it live so much more because it adds a little more of this darker depthness to it with the electronics that makes it actually feel a little bit more like you're on like you kind of might be on drugs, but it might be in like the negative side of things. So it just adds yeah. so much more to it on that and that side of things. Plus with like Slipknot as well, because I got to go see uh, Slipknot Roadshow and they came through Milwaukee and just it, the amount of extra, like maybe a little bit more of the mix, they add a little bit more towards the percussive side of things. So it's like, you have the guys, you have the drum in the back, but you have the other two guys like banging on like the kettles and the kegs and shit. Like they up the volume on that, on the mix, just a little bit more. It adds so much more to the experience. So like what you're talking about when you guys played Arise, it did sound a little bit different compared to the recorded version, but it has the same motion, has the same feeling, but you're getting it in a completely different way because you're live, you're hearing it, and you're feeling the emotion coming out from you guys, from the guitars, from the bass, from the drums, and from Cody's vocals as well. Right. Are you a big Rise Against fan? Yes. 
did you like the remix of Nowhere Generation with Meg Myers? Uh, not, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I'm not that big of a fan of a lot of remixes though. So I kind of shied away from it, but check it out. what was that? You should check it out. Give it another listen. She's uh wicked talented. And it was weird to see the collab between the two of them, but they're both on Samaria now. Gotcha. I will give it another shot because well, yeah, why not? You never know. Yeah. Cause there's sometimes I listen to certain songs and like I could be in one headspace and it just doesn't hit for me. And then I listen to it again, maybe a couple months later, maybe even a year later, a couple years later. And it's just, you get a completely different feel from it. But when it comes to the titular song itself, like I really like the song itself. So every time I see a remix, I'm kind of like a little bit more hesitant on it, but oh, yeah, I yeah, should definitely give it a shot again. I don't know about like, it could be a dubstep remix or it could be like, you know, some off the wall, slow reverb. That's like the big thing right now is a lot of people will take like heavy songs and like slow them down and just Way throw down it time. down on hallway with reverb and they're like oh this is edgy no it's seven minutes long when it was a three minute song well, yeah. it smells like teen spirit i heard one like yeah. that recently it was yeah. not for me yep i was like when it comes to like some of the remix stuff like i'll use rides against an example and they did this whole entire thing called the ghost note symphonies where they basically reimagined like 10 of their songs and they did this whole entire like acoustic but orchestral side behind it as well I'm like okay let's see how this goes i listen I'm like this was surprisingly really well done. Like each song still feels this. Each song still, you can tell it's the same song. If the emotions are still the same, but they hit you in two completely different ways. Gotcha. Oh yeah. So I'm going to have to go and take a listen to that other remix of Noah Generation once again, because well, like I said, why not? I might, I might be in a different headspace now than I was back when it came out around, I think it was either June or July. So yeah, why not? It was, very, it was a very sly release. It was like very low key, so a lot of people missed it. But shout out to Meg. She's awesome. Shout out to Meg. Well, mm -hmm. another question I got for you guys is, because you talked about some of the live shows you played, any cool live shows coming up for the rest of the year or into 2022? What what kind of plans do you have? Not just music-wise, because we already talked about it a little bit, but like live show-wise. Um, concert calendar. Well, no, we've we've got. I think we just booked one today, so I don't know the full bill on it. But it's going to be uh, our home home venue. What was the date on that? Was it December, know, or December or something? Yeah, it's a Thursday. It, it was in mid December, and that's probably actually going to be our last show of the year. We right. we've got three more left. We've got a. Uh, you want to tell them about the Hub House? Explain that. Yeah, so we're going to be doing like a Toys for Top charity event with this other band called Villain Villain Over Heroes. Sixteen um at top heavy productions it's a twitch channel uh for house shows for hope basically and uh yeah then december 4th it's actually the the hope house show is going to be streamed on twitch so that'll be available for anybody that has twitch can actually watch mm -hmm. us perform that night yeah over at top heavy productions which we'll be sharing on all our socials especially when we go live and that that one's in november um we've mm -hmm. got one at the beginning of december in Asheville. Um, it's on the other side of the state. It's about a four-hour ride. Sure, about six. Um, six. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> um, we're it's it's a local show. Um, we're playing one of our brother bands, uh, Nova Omega. If you haven't checked them out, you should check them out. They're pretty good. Yeah, Nova um, Omega, Defile the Crown, Defile the Crown. That's they're right down the road mm -hmm. from us too. Um, I've actually I'm featured on one of their songs coming up on their album. They're dropping an album soon. You should check them out as well. Uh, Fight Foul Line, Am Amnesis. 
and the shrunken heads. I'm glad you could read that. Flyer. <laughs> at, at the the Sly Grog Lounge. Sly Grog Lounge. It's uh, it's in Asheville, and then like I said, we booked the one today, uh, December on, the 16th. December 16th, and it's at Hooligans Music Hall, and that's probably going to be our last show of the year. So it kind of worked out good us getting off for that one because you know that that'll be kind of our our year closer. And it's in our home venue, so hopefully we can try to get a bunch of people out on that one. But and then take um, some time off for Christmas. We're usually towards the end of the year. It's just something that we've all kind of decided with with this project. We try to slow down because you know people are doing a lot of traveling for the holidays and stuff. So we want to try to as busy, especially as busy we that as we have been this year, um, just to kind of slow down a little bit here at the end and kind of recoup and figure out what we want to do for next year. But we are booking next year. Yeah, we'd like I we'd like to go full time. Um, Tour wise, uh, it's hard to do. Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, we're we're booking next year right now. Um, but just as far as our schedule goes, you know, we want to focus on what we've got this year first, and then kind of start promoting that stuff whenever it gets a little bit closer. But like we mentioned, you know, anything and everything, you know, if we can get out there and play our music to new people, um, obviously, you know, the more the merrier. We'd we'd like to have have bigger opportunities. But um, yeah, I mean, we're we were busy this year and. I'd care to say let's let's do double as hard next year. So sounds good to me. I mean, I mean, if you guys go double as hard as you did this year, I, I mean, you guys got on blues, you guys got on a couple other festivals, you guys are doing a couple of main shows like the one with Toys for Tots. But if you go double as hard next year, I mean, with Carrier Pigeon Chain, you never know, especially on Twitch, what you guys might get into. If you guys finish second on that one, a uh, Damon presents a uh, tournament kind of style thing. You never know. Also, what happens when you finish first at some point? All of a sudden, when Welcome to Rockville comes back in May once again. You guys could be on one of the stages for that all of a sudden. I mean, I've seen that happen before. The couple other bands I've had in the podcast, so it's easily the game. Or if they bring back Epicenter or any other festivals, all of a sudden you guys might get on Incarceration or, you know, you get some other festivals, you know, a bit further west down by, you know, maybe my area in the Midwest or even further out west, like go out to like maybe like Texas, Denver, maybe out to California, out of nowhere. You never know, but it's eventually. <laughs> I want to go fuck That's California definitely the up. plan. <laughs> That, that's one cool thing about us being in North Carolina, man, you know, especially as far as the East Coast and kind of towards the middle part of the, the country, we're kind of in the middle of everything. So as far as, you know, going north to go play some shows and going south, you know, it's it's really not that far for us. You know, we've got an interstate system. We're right in the middle of the major interstates here where we're yeah. at. So I've made it we can jump on in seven hours, so it's not too, too bad. We can jump on and roll, man. So, yeah, I'd love to come see you next year up there towards your way. Yeah, see what I mean. See what happens if all of a sudden you know if you can get on the uh, if you get on the Rock Fest bill because that's in Northern Wisconsin. If you guys get on the Rock Fest bill, it's gonna make me have to get a ticket to go up there. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Make it happen. <laughs> I mean, I, that, I'm just throwing out ideas for you guys, but it's gonna be something where everyone that's listening to the podcast. I mean, when it comes to that North Carolina scene as well, it's especially with how tight knit of a family you guys are with not only with the people that are in that scene in terms of the fans, but also with all the other bands as well. It's gonna be something where. As you guys continue to grow as band, along with all the other bands, all you guys, as everyone continues to grow, the support is going to be there consistently. So as bands continue to grow and start to branch out and go other places as well, you know, maybe go start touring down a little more in Florida, go up the East Coast, come to the Midwest, even go out West as well. There's still going to be that home family vibe that you guys have in the scene in North Carolina right now. And it's just going to end up creating something where... I feel like if you guys go out on tour more and get to some of these other festivals, you're going to see that there's going to be a lot of other places that have similar mindsets when it comes to the rock and metal scene, when it has similar uh, emotions behind it, where it's, we're here, we're, we're here to be a family, we're here to support everybody. And as you guys branch out, you're going to see that. And it's just kind of the, 
the positivity is just going to radiate to a point where you guys are going to feel it all of a sudden now, instead of having, you know, now that the, there's still always going to be regional scenes, but maybe we can bring a lot of these regional scenes and make a little bit more of like a, we all know each other and it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. What else? Want to, we've been told we've got to go to Arizona sometime too. Okay. We're going to Arizona next year. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it here first. No, what was it? They said, um, there was a, I think it was on the Blue Ridge fan zone page. She was talking about she missed seeing us at Blue Ridge, but she, they're from Arizona and want us to come down the there. Kemper, because that way we can fly to shows. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm sure somebody's got a house kit. <laughs> I don't do house kits. Not happening. <laughs> he has to use his drumstick, which is understandable. Point. Yeah. Is everyone else will fly there, and then uh, Casey will be driving there in like a Subaru Outback with a little trailer on the back with his kit. Just all right, I got a two day drive. Let's go. Wee! I just did that actually. <laughs> I climbed in pretty hard on that. Soon that was Iowa, wasn't it? It was definitely <laughs> Iowa, Will. <laughs> oh, I, I I know what band. I know exactly what show you're talking about, which is even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I give him. Design, he's a homie. He's a homie. He yeah. knows. I talk daily basis because I have a group chat with him and my guys for the recording crap, and then we have our own group. I've been like twenty group chats. Man. <laughs> it's so much to keep up with. He's the face of the scene, man. Everybody, if you don't know, if you don't know Chris, you ain't shit. <laughs> if you don't know Chris, you ain't shit. That that that, that might be the slogan <laughs> for the end of this podcast. If you don't know Chris, you ain't shit. Da da da. As said by Cody. Can we give some shout outs to bands? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Jesus Shane. All right, Shane, rattle them off. Go. 30 seconds. All right. Uh seven letter, seasons RVA, war, defile the crown. Too slow. Fast. Head trip trauma. You give some. You're Celerus, Solomon Grundy. Yes. Um Faith and Scars. Death of Uriah. Death of Uriah. You spent Nova Omega. Fucking Dinos. Yes. Uh, Redefined. Yep. Haymaker. Haymaker. Yeah. Man. You need a new shirt. He had shout out to Haymaker. I need a new shirt. The shirt at Blue Ridge. He sold. I sold the shirt off of my back. Somebody wanted it that bad. Out with us at the merch booth is when all that happened. A girl's like, "I'll give you forty bucks for that shirt." That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was a haymaker shirt. He had to go back to the van and get another shirt. Yeah. I got called fatty on the way back to the van, too. Yeah. Way to go. Self-esteem. Which is funny because he's skinnier than all of us. Yeah. I hear, hey, fatty, you want to ride? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I hopped in the back I of a like golf cart. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking hysterical. Remember, yeah, because that, that person really wanted that fuck shirt. He's like, yeah, here you go. Got the money for it, drove back. But a couple other bands to shout out as well. Um, even though we talked about mentioned them too before, Hollow Intent and Waking Terra. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. We shout them out so much we forget to sometimes. So mm. just, I just want to add them in there because like the there's a couple that I had in mind and Shane took well one of mine like with his second pick with seasons and then uh like gotta make sure Dying Oath is in there and they put it in there I'm like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, for sure. And then it seems course, like every time I go to talk, I have brain farts. Like I just like, uh, uh, uh. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you forgot about Death of Uriah, and you know the the guitar for Death of Uriah to begin anew is literally right there. You forgot oh, all man. about it. What the hell, man? 
you know, whip me later. I feel like also with that list, they, like of all the bands you shot, I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna go back in this. I'm gonna literally write down like almost every single and be like, okay, check out their stuff. Try and bring them on the podcast. And it's just gonna be like this whole thing where it's like, okay, oh, yeah. the whole North Carolina scene's gonna be on this podcast. Yep. Well, like, well, like we said, man, you know, you were our first interview, so we'll very always, first. Uh, you always have a special place in our heart, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was my, yeah, it was your first interview. I think that was my like 103rd or 104th episode, and now I'm almost to 250, and we're still doing this thing. So, yeah, we're just gonna awesome. keep it rolling. Congrats. Congrats. I, I gotta be honest, I saw you blast an ass on that recorder, and I didn't know what this was. Gonna <laughs> <do>. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. That was an idea that came up from a a band from Sweden because I brought up something with it, and they're like, you should do like some crazy like crappy like recovers with like a recorder i forgot why i brought the recorder thing but i'm like okay let's do it and then i started doing it at my house i have two recorders at my house yeah you're in hell right now aren't you i am he hears hot cross buns in his sleep (laughs) actually no it's mostly just high-pitched squeals there's no actual notes it's just (laughs) loud as possible they could be teaching us how to file taxes and all that you know but instead they're like here's a recorder he he has two kids. That explains the two random recorders. He didn't really clear that up. He has two kids. But he don't just like just start blowing ass on two random ass recorders. No, no, no. Blowing ass on two random ass recorders, that, that's my job, man. I was about to say, that'd suck if you're doing it with one and you saw Casey up there doing a video with two. Hey, I've, hey, hey, I've got my original one and at Blue Ridge, the band Kill the Imposter because that's kind of where it all started where it was we talked about putting a recorder in a deathcore song because I saw their set and their lead singer gave me his recorder. So yeah. that's the recorder I use now for all the uh, all the crappy cover videos. We should do what your what your pain sounds like with a recorder instead of a harmonica. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Hold on to it and smack you in the knees. No, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Like a terribly good yeah. idea, though. Have you seen the videos? They put a harmonica in their mouth and somebody just hit their knees to see what the pain sounds like. And it's freaking hilarious. It sounds like joke. I've seen one of those, but I got to go on YouTube and watch a bunch more of those later tonight because that's just going to make me laugh and just be like, yeah, this is funny. Other people's pain is funny. Other what people's pain. What was that? What part of Wisconsin are you in? I'm in Milwaukee. Oh, wow. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, it's going. You know, the weather's starting to get a little bit colder out here. <laughs> um, oh, I, was, I was genuinely curious. I didn't think he was going to say he was right in the heart of Milwaukee. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we get you know we got we got some good bands coming our way. Uh, you know, I've over October I got to see let's see a day to remember. I got to see the Who here in Milwaukee. Got to see uh, see who else? Black Veil Brides in this moment. Um, yeah. So we're you know we're still kicking here in Milwaukee. That's what's up, man. Yeah, y'all were making headlines for all the wrong reasons. That's when you said that. I was like, oh, oh, we're man, we're always making headlines for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's it, what's up. The only time we made headlines this year for the right reasons was when the Bucks won the title. It's there not. Hey, there it's not go. Florida though. At least it's not Florida. Hey man, Florida's a different breed of human being altogether. <laughs> you don't crocodiles on purpose. You don't fuck with Florida man. <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> there's a specific man in Florida. You don't mess with. Oh, it's ever. There's a whole subreddit called Florida Man. You got to check it out, dude. Like stuff that you and I read, like you would never think of. They do in Florida. Oh, I, I, there was one time I did the Florida, it was like, I think I saw it online, it was called the Florida Man Challenge, where it's, you just search by Google Florida Man, yes. and then you put in your birthday, and you see what happens, and my was, yes. I was like, 
Florida man arrested for mowing lawn naked. I'm like, that actually seems kind of cool <laughs> to have it as my one. So, yeah. In the article, they'll let you know that he was actually on his roof when he was mowing the lawn naked. That's Florida. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to play Florida. Yeah, I'd really love to play Florida. I feel too. like that one might happen in the coming That years. whole state oh, just ignored COVID. Out. That was like trippy to watch from here because they're just like, nah, we're not participating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they never shut down or nothing. Not based on anything I saw. We can roll down and not kill while we're down there. I mean, you can't really tell, you know, somebody how to live their life down there when they are in the news for like training alligators to kill people. <laughs> like, more than once it's happened more than once it's happened several times i actually yeah, saw something on that they were coming to repo her car and they had left her freaking yes, alligator yes, in the car yes, it's happened multiple times <laughs> this is not a one-time occurrence I think they're gonna go and like repo this car they're gonna look at the alligator in there escape uh another one of those it's just it's gonna be a normal thing at this point where all of a sudden cars are gonna get repossessed and there's gonna be alligators in there they're just not gonna carry it anymore they probably don't even care now I'll say the tow truck drivers are probably just like, get out of here. Just throw it out. Just get. Just get. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you guys got to go down and play Florida and just have a, you know, absolute blast doing it. But uh, don't rent a box truck and attach your show to it and forget to go to the way station on your way in because uh, you might get pulled over and there might be one of you guys in the box truck drinking, drunk, down your underwear, just sitting there going to the cop when he opens up, what's up? I'll do that sober. Yeah, that may have just saying. There's a chance that may have already happened. Maybe (laughs) we were wrestling. (laughs) We were wrestling. All of a sudden, you know, you guys came prepared. There's an alligator in there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That might be something they haven't seen yet. Guy wrestling an alligator in a box truck. You got to be careful with these stories you tell, man, because somebody's going to one up everything that everybody's heard. I thought the Viagra one was up there pretty high, but I'll be shopping gators on eBay <laughs> later. Hey, hey, if if it happens and I get to hear about it, then you know I'm going to broadcast it to everybody because all of a sudden we're going to have more crazy stories to tell and more great music to show people on this podcast, which is always a good time. Right on, yeah, yeah. we got to start doing more dumb shit. Apparently. <laughs> We've been tame as far as our stuff goes. It feels like you guys got to start hanging out the Waking Terror guys more when it comes to some of the crazy stuff. You'll get right on it. Yeah, we're, uh, we're that's, good. That's <laughs> crazier than I can handle they anymore. Can, they can hang out with the death of your right guys. That's enough crazy for us. Yeah, us, us, and any of those bands like that get together. It's guaranteed somebody's probably going to get in some type of legal situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit, that we have to like fly to North Carolina and like see what happens during like a couple of shows if you guys are all together. You can if you get a four day and we could give you notice on it, like we could probably get a lot of the bands mentioned, maybe three or four of them mentioned at Hulu oh, on one the show. same night and bring you down here. You'd have a killer time, man. Sure. Oh, I know I absolutely would have a killer time. I might have to try and plan something like that for 2022, because well. Live music back. We missed out on all of 2020. I tried making up for it in 2021, but I still got a lot to go for 2022. So, yeah, we'll make it yep. a plus. I mean, from what I saw at Blue Ridge with a lot of people that are from North Carolina and from that scene, it was absolutely incredible being able to see shows with them, go in those pits with them. So, I'm down to do it again anytime. Yeah, cool, man. For sure. Say North Carolina pits get crazy. Yeah. Crazy fun. We throw a lot of variety shows here, too. Like, with Death of Uriah, to begin a new Wake and Terror, like all three completely different sounding bands, 
and we've played shows together multiple times so that's what's really cool about here too yeah you know you don't have to be genre specific to get thrown on a bill and that kicks a lot of ass because like that one show we had bridge to breakdown that the uriah wake and tara and look at g-paz g-paz was g-paz was haymaker solomon grundy to begin anew and attracting the fall yeah. Solomon Grundy, Haymaker, like like Solomon Grundy, think of along the lines of like Bone of Osiris. Mm-hmm. Haymaker uh, is, is par- it's straight up party core. Part yeah, they're heavy party core. And then uh, extracting the fall is like I guess you could say like along the lines of like metalcore type. Yeah, metal metalcore. Uh and then you had to be getting in. <laughs> here's a here's some so- uh some bread for your, for the softness, you know? <laughs> Oh, they call us. Soft. Well, compare. All right, I'm out. Compare, compare, <laughs> compare to, the, to, to the heaviness of the other three bands playing. Yeah, we get um, point. Understandable, yeah. but I mean, if the fact you guys can all be put on the same bill together and people are going to enjoy each and every band, it's you know makes sense. You guys are on the same bill. That's just incredible. It doesn't have to be genre specific. It just has to be good ass music. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, as we bring this podcast to a conclusion. You guys, I like to end this. I love to give you guys a chance to say anything you want to say, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of this podcast. So, guys, floor is yours. I will say, um, make sure if you're not already doing it to follow us on social media. Uh, the All easiest, on. the easiest one stop shop is to go to our dot com www.tobeginanew.com. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on Carrier Vision, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of them. We do have a TikTok. All of them. We need to do more. No, uh, we, need we, to do we would appreciate any uh, any new followers we can get. Uh, like I said, we got our music videos up on YouTube. You can check our stuff out on Spotify. We, we do have Chris new music coming. Um, we don't have a set date on that, but it is coming. If you guys like what you hear, uh, tell your friends about it. Um, we would just love to meet each and every one of you guys watching this, and we thank you for your support, and we thank you, Kevin. Did you mention merch store? We have an online merch store, which you can go to on our .com as well. <laughs> just click on the little merch tab up there. Get yourself some. Sweet ass gear. The dot com is where it's at. Dot com. Yeah, to dot com, Facebook.com slash to begin a new, yeah. Instagram.com at to begin a new band. Over all this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll Twitter say, is at to begin a new band. I'll say I'll say Shane, you can go over all this, but another way we'll make it even easier on everybody is I will put everything in the description of the podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. Just look at the description of it. You'll find this thing that says, fine to begin a new online. Socials, the website, the merch, links to the music, whatever is going to be there. I'm going to make it even easier on you guys so you don't have to just go to the website. Like I'm going to make it even easier. Just a one-stop shop in the description or you can go to the one-stop shop at the website. Either or, it's going to be easy as hell to find these guys and support Perfect. them. So please do. We'll post it everywhere when it's out as well. Oh, you guys know I'm going to post it every I'm going to tag and run the ads off it. It's going to happen. Well, we appreciate it, man. Uh, we had a fun. We hope to uh, see you again soon. Uh, if it's not a show, we'd like to see you on the podcast again, but we hope to see you at a show sooner rather than later. I hope so as well. And because of that fact, and Cody, I got to make good of my promise the last time Well, at Blue Ridge. I got to you know do that first rounds on me thing, but I think it's to do with the rest of the band. So that promise is still going to you know be a part of it. Next show I see you guys at, first round's on me. If you get with Casey, you'll have to drink like a high C or something because he's like living the straight edge life. 
He's like full. He's he still doesn't drink either. He's like full like dad vibes. He's like he's not about that life. Yeah. So if you just want to bring me four beers, then I'll I'll drink one for every. Hey, I'll take one of those beers. Hopefully, we come to Milwaukee. You take half of one. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen you finish one. Okay, so it's three beers and a Capri Sun. Yeah, basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Under uh, totally understandable. Well, guys, as we conclude this podcast, there is no way in hell I'm saying goodbye on this one because. It was an honor to have you guys on for your first ever podcast back when we did this in 2020. It was awesome to see you guys play live at Blue Ridge and do this episode again. Plus, I got to see you guys play live once again. I'm always going to continue to support you guys and have you back in the podcast in the future in 2022. So, goodbye. Hell no. Too final. We're going to end it with how I always end it. See you later. Thanks, man. We'll see you. Well, folks, that was my interview with the guys from the beginning new, Cody, Chris, Casey, and Shane. So, once again, when it comes to being in contact with the beginning new, follow along on their socials, follow along on Twitch, make sure you know everything there is to know about the band and listen to their music that's out now and the new stuff is going to come out. You can go to their website and you can also look at the description of the podcast for literally every, excuse me, everything that you can find. On to begin a new. You're going to want to follow these guys. And if you're part of that uh, Eastern North Carolina rock scene or North Carolina rock scene, you're going to want to be listening to these podcasts, part of this, because, well, you guys are freaking awesome. I love being a part with this podcast and like bringing these bands on for you guys. Love Masha with you guys in that Eastern North Carolina scene. Fantastic. We're doing it again. Thanks to begin a new. Again, all their socials, everything. Follow, share, subscribe to their stuff. Listen to music. Links in the description below. Do the same thing with the Core Progression Podcast. All our links are there as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're not subscribed to YouTube, Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, or Amazon, please do that. If you are, I want to give you a huge thank you because, well, love you guys. Also, thank you to sponsors, Phoenix Fitness and Custom Debuts. All the links for their stuff and our promo codes for both of those sponsors are in the description of the podcast below. Um, after the podcast, because Chris is also in a band called Death of Uriah, Look for a podcast coming up from Death Uriah sometime soon. Oh, yeah. So on that note, that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching this to the Chord Progression Podcast with the MLC Rocks. Rock and I'll thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am. Every single one's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See you.